darling. It worked. <laughs> Yippee. Yippee-yay. Do you oh. want to uh, go from yours? Or is this good? This is great. Let's flow great. with it. Let's do this. I'm so excited for this topic. <laughs> I'm excited to be recording this. And... I just love recording podcasts with you. You, uh, you want to hear the craziest shiznit, dude? Is that when you text me and ask me uh, if you wanted to do a podcast about co-parenting? That was the day Joe and I, while Vivian was at school, went and got. We basically shop like twice a year for Vivian's clothes and shoes and and stuff like that. Like we just do one mass shop, and then that's pretty much we'll get a few things here and there, but so we went and did one of those and, um, Joe pays for all of the clothes, all of everything for Vivian. I'm always so grateful for that. Um, it, uh, and then we went to lunch afterward and we talked about co-parenting and I'd like brought up a few things. Like I was like, I've really noticed that V V is, we both raised her to be seen and heard and that she matters, but she's at this age that she's learning social skills. And I expressed to him that I'm still trying to outgrow people pleasing skills. And I've caught myself telling Vivian to be a certain way around people. That's not necessarily that healthy once or twice. And I'm like, damn it. How do I teach Vivian how to have social skills when I'm still learning how to relearn my social skills to not be so, you know, pleasing and putting others above myself. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and his input. Anyway, we just had like a really deep conversation about that at like real co-parenting. Like that's what we talk about is parenting. Like that's where I think the strength is. It like mm. to have the mom and the dad coming together for this child is super important. And that's, it's, I watched a lot of my older siblings go through divorces and separations and through the system of like visitation and child support. And it just wasn't, I didn't care for it. I don't, I didn't think that the child got any, I saw the children suffer from it really. And so <laughs> when I made the decision to no longer want to be in a romantic, intimate relationship with Vivian's dad, I was like, Oh shit. Because I knew that I could not do it efficiently. Like Vivian would suffer if I tried to do it myself. Or if Joe tried to do it himself, like we had to, for Vivian's sake. And I just like to give a lot of kudos to Joe because who is Vivian's dad. Um, obviously when a woman, when a woman doesn't want to be in a relationship with you anymore, you're going to have a shit ton of big feelings. Like despite any of the circumstances, there's going to be a lot of big feelings. And I knew that he was going to have to work and process through those feelings before we would ever be able to have a healthy relationship, which we needed for Vivian. And 
So at the very beginning, I gave him a lot. I had really firm boundaries where he would send me pages and pages of text wanting to talk about us. And I would just simply remain like, Joe, we're separated now. So we don't have these conversations anymore, but we do have a family unit. So if it's ever about Vivian, I will, I'm always here. And so it's like, I just like to preface this because we're going to talk about how we co-parent now and it's three years later. And so at the beginning, it's not rainbows and unicorns like it is today is all I like to share. Like (laughs) it wasn't, I remember I had to, or I was like recording. I'd always pull out my phone and be like, dude, I'm recording what you're saying right now because Joe was so devastated that if no one was around, he would just emotionally unleash on me. And it wasn't okay, but, and the only way I could hold him accountable was like, dude, I'm recording what you're saying because other people being there is the only thing that would hold him accountable at that time (laughs) or other people could hear what he was saying. And, but I never took that personal, like I understood how much I hurt him and that he got all the space he wanted and needed to process it. He just couldn't bring it at me. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And another big thing was Joe's willingness to be a father. Like it takes two to tango. So again, when I, I share about my co-parenting experience, I've had people be like, well, it takes two and it's totally true. Um, but it's not like, like I share those stories about Joe, not to paint a bad picture, but to show them that like, even a wonderful man like Joe when they're, when feelings are involved, we all get ugly. So you have to have a ton of grace, but really good boundaries from the beginning on yourself in order to ask the other person to also show up to that level. Yes, I would agree with you a hundred percent. That was a long winded intro, but this is just a very passionate subject of mine. And so (laughs) I do like to prelude with stuff. Yeah. As well as it should be there. I mean, I, yeah, for sure. Um, well, and I, I think it's fair to say that there's a lot of parents that are not together that separate or that are getting divorced. It's just a lot more common now. Um, I'd say if you look at the numbers, it's been common since like the 70s, 80s. And it was right after the latest or the that was a feminine push, right? A feminism. And I looked at the statistics and in 1989, there was a heightened, um, the highest domestic violence and the highest birth rate (laughs) of any year. And I was like, wow, those correlate weird. Uh, Mm -hmm. But yeah, the, the divorce and I mean, divorce and what a family unit has been changing rapidly with like the whole political push of equality and just the shift in our, our reality. We're not in a world that is limited by who's better at multitasking and who's stronger which is what it used to be built up on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, 
yeah. And so I think for me, like just choosing, making the decision to get divorced, like I never planned. I don't think anyone ever plans for that. Um, but that has been something that has even still to this day, like I find myself like there's still grieving that comes up there. Um, and so emotions, a hundred percent, you were saying that like social skills, you and Joe were talking about, and like, for us, it's been kind of emotions. And I've seen that play out with Nixon from time to time where it's like, if his emotions are kind of like a roller coaster, I mean, kids are mirrors. And so I've had to have, like, have the conversation where it's like, okay, well, how are we handling our emotions? Because Nixon picks up on that. And, um, yeah, like, and I've, it's like the escape, the escapism with, uh, Nintendo with Mario Kart, where it's like, you don't want to feel your feelings. So now you want a treat. Now you want chocolate. Like it's all this programmed stuff where it can be a little tricky when you both aren't on like the same belief system or maybe value system. I'm not sure how to communicate it. Um, and everything serves a purpose, but for me, that's like been hard because I'm like, I just find myself wanting to explain like energy and consciousness and like suppressing our feelings and how that comes up physically through the body. That's something that I've mentioned in our past episodes that we've done together that I'm really passionate about. Yeah. And we had a conversation probably almost like a year ago, but it, um, I love when you bring this stuff up because, um, I have to check myself all the time, Michaela, because, because, because it does take two and it takes two different beings right? A man and a woman make a baby. And this isn't gender or anything. This is biological. So when you have, basically, I have to remind myself that Joe and Vivian have their own relationship. And I I do not let Joe tell, tell me how to mother, nor does he. He gives me the space. He trusts in my mothering skills unconditionally and I love him for that and so he never critiques or comes at me ever and it really the reason why I appreciate that him so much is that it holds I have to hold myself accountable to make sure I'm not trying to tell him he's fathering wrong because I'm not a father Mm -hmm. so when like for example Joe He does, and he can self-admit and is self-aware that he can get stuck in depression, right? And like you were sharing, our kids pick up on that. So even not seeing or talking to Joe for long periods of time, when, when Vivian's coming home in a certain way, I can tell that Joe's depressed. And, and so what I, how I do that, because Joe and I were together for seven years, you don't like, we love each other. We genuinely love who we are as humans. 
So when I approach it, it's, I approach it as he's my friend and kind of all of a sudden it's different. He's not my, he's not Viv's dad. He's my friend, Joe, in that moment. And I'll be like, Hey man, I've really noticed this in Vivian. And I just want to check in, like, how are you doing? Are you okay? Can I help you? Because only a child thrives when both of their parents are thriving. So you do ultimately want this person to be happy. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and for the first two years, I couldn't do that to Joe. If I did that, it would get like really sloppy. And we, we were just, we just weren't there yet. We were still filling out like where the lines are, where the boundaries are or whatever. But three years later, I can do that and be like, Hey man, are you all right? And then when he kind of like confides in me and he might like talk to me for a little bit. And then at the end, I don't offer any solutions. I just listen to Joe. And then at the end, I'm like, I basically say, I know that you are capable of doing anything you want to do. I just want to remind you that when you get stuck like this, Viv is Viv feels it too. So when you spend time with her, will you do your best to, to like get yourself to a positive place, basically like be aware because if Joe, Joe would never do that, knowing that it's causing Vivian, he's just become a little, he's slipped into himself. He just kind of forgot. So I just have to gently remind him. And like you said, but Joe kind of knows that kids pick up emotions, not even like esoterically. He just realizes that's like kind of common sense. Right. Well, I'm sitting with your emotions and feeling, being able to feel your emotions and not suppress them, I think is important. Um, You know, and, and how we move through our emotions, I think is actually wonderful to teach children how to do that, how to regulate you know, their nervous system, all the things. Yeah, it really is. Um, So I wanted to talk about, oh, go ahead. I just wanted to finish up with, that's kind of, to me, what the parenting builds a lot of personal strength and maturity in you, if you take it on. And that's kind of like, Joe also can admit that like having Vivian really has made him grow. So he doesn't get stuck in the depression for so long because he realized it's affecting Vivian. So then he fixes it for her. It starts with her, but ultimately he's doing it for himself after a while. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, yeah, that was the last thing I wanted to say. <laughs> um, how has your experience been with kind of like this, western uh how do I word this let me think just I guess with the father and um father role slash work role because I grew up with a dad who worked his ass off who work was like pretty much he was working a lot okay fast forward and I've noticed, um, like this pressure that's put on Nixon's dad to like, I don't even know if it's pressure, but maybe more so of like this belief of like, that's like the role of the father is to make money to provide for the family. Um, 
but that's just recently come up for me. Cause I'm like, okay, hey, work is great, but it's like, and Chase is awesome with the balance of like showing up for Nixon and not overworking. I want to clarify that, which I am yeah. like amazed at how he does that. Um, but it's something that I've seen that happens in, you know, that's, a, it's a part of the trauma, if you will, that people are facing with belief systems, with confusion, um, with a heartache that leads to physical health issue, you know, all the things, yeah. cause it's all connected yeah. energetically. Um, so I kind of wanted to just ask, I know we're talking about like, uh, no, I coping with things, but I, I want to kind of just get your input and your perception on kind of like the Western mother father roles or like what we've been seeing and then kind of more so what me and you have talked about of like how things are kind of we're doing things different and out of the box yes yes I a I think this is a perfect topic to bring up I actually got really excited like spazzed a little bit my body like (laughs) because I think that's the that is the huge shift right there Because if you look at how Western um, civilization, if you will, chooses to handle divorce, where they go to the courts and the men pay the woman child support and has visitation with their kids, basically. And the mom is like with that child at all times. That is their view of what a family unit should be. Like you just said, make money. A man is meant to be out of the house making money all the time. I Can don't I stop know. You? Yeah, of course. Just really quick, because that is one perception. I do feel like um, the people, <laughs> the friends that I have that are like around me or around where I live. Yes. They, it's more common now to see in the justice system, this 50, 50, Yes. And the men still pay the women child support. Granted, it's, in my opinion, pretty shitty. Um, Like it's very degrading. But and then the, the men are still feeling like, okay, like I have to make all of this money. And I think social media can influence this too. Cause it's like women now are their worth depended on like Botox and how they look physically. Right. And butts yeah. and gym. And it's like, so the men have to be like, where's the money going to come from? Okay. Baby daddy. Anyways, I'm going on a rant, but this, so it's oh, like either the women have the kids all the time and the men are out working and paying child support. But for me, in my situation, it's 50 50. And there was a time that I felt like Nixon was just being bounced around, but he didn't have quality, like he didn't have the quality time with a mother or a father because I needed to work. Yes. Um, you know what I mean? And so it was like, both of us had to be working to pay bills separately, to live in two separate houses, um, and to be able to pay for a sitter, you know? And so it's like, the child is like, it almost felt like it, it just wasn't sitting right with me. I totally agree. And that's where the 50, 50. Okay. I love that you brought it up because the scenario that I explained 
was what, um, when my older sisters, like a decade ago, that was protocol, but they also were struggling to get men to even be at all interested in their kids or to consistently pay the child support. Like they didn't have fathers that were really all that active or they had moms that were really angry at the dads and purposely kept the dads away because they took it out on the dads and kept the dads away from the kids. Right. Like you right. Heard, we have evolved and you're right. Most people I see, whether it's court ordered or not, they're, they're seeing 50, 50 of their kids. But like you say, you're that's equal rights, quote unquote, right there that. Oh, how do I describe it? So the only reason why you brought up that materialism was a problem, right? because the men were out working all the time and these women were living through what they could buy, whether it was like consumers. So I think a lot of the time it gets pushed over to like, we all got stuck in consumerism, but if you really critically look at the past, it was actually women that they first got a grip on because they were making like washers and dryers, which saved hours of time of a woman's life. And so she gets this washer and dryer and she's like, Oh my God, this is literally heaven. I can't believe how lucky I am because Mm -hmm. she now it takes 30 minutes and a machine does it instead of by her hands for hours. Right. Well, I would agree. Well, fast forward to today and we are all as a society bored. We're bored but a human brain has is still conditioned to look for things to pro, like to solve and to do. So if you take a step back and you, you like take as the mom, as a mother co-parenting with a, a dad, if you can really do your damnedest to realize that you chose to, you chose to be a single mom or he, you got stuck, like he left or whatever it is, you know, you, I had to let go of my financial, spiritual, or financial um, material gains, knowing that I was going to prioritize being with Vivian. I was going to still be, when I left Joe, I was like, okay, I'm going to have to make it work where I'm still a stay-at-home mom. Because if I leave Joe and Viv doesn't get a stay-at-home mom, I can't leave Joe because that's Vivian who's getting suffering. So this is all just for me. Like, I'm not saying all women have to be like this. I'm just sharing mine. So I do in-home health and I find ways of, I've always been able to bring Vivian wherever I work just in case. Plus I've had this conversation with Joe where Joe has a clock in clock out job. He never has to worry about scheduling his work around Vivian because if he's at work, she's with me. She's my daughter. Like, we both look at it as she's our daughter. And if one of us died, we'd have her all the time. So if one of us call and we're like, Hey, uh, I need you to take Viv, this is going on or whatever it is. We always say yes. Oh, mm, I love that. Love it. Because, yeah. That she's our kid. And so, um, now don't get me wrong. We've had times where he's like, I'm not feeling that great. Will you keep Viv? And I'm like, you don't get to be feeling great. Just a parent. Sorry, bud. And I'll still bring her over there. You know what I'm saying? 
Or the like, opposite of like, did you feel like he ever used, maybe tried to like cross boundaries with like, oh, she, like Vivian really wants you and like wants you to come over and play at our house, like just to see you. Um, no, but no, but that is from me. Like he knew that I wasn't, I've got really strong boundaries, girl. Like, yeah, I did not struggle with that. In fact, like, like to his face, if we were having like a conversation about Vivian and he brought up anything other than Vivian, I would literally to his face be like, I'm not talking about that. Do you have anything else to talk about, about Vivian? Like I did not budge. Because I realized if I budge one time, I'm confusing him. And I did not want to confuse him because if he's confused, it's not going to work. Well, and your kid. All of the above, myself included. I could never be confused. Yeah. So, or I couldn't be wishy-washy, basically. (laughs) But Right, um, right. Oh, this is so juicy. (laughs) And because we both saw it as Vivian was our daughter, so we kind of always, like I was saying, he didn't have to ever consider Vivian when it comes to work schedules. I've given him that flexibility because Joe pays for anything excess for Vivian. That's another thing. We don't do any type of child support. When she's with me, I feed her. I like, I, she's under my financial care when she's with Joe. She's under his financial care. But when we go buy clothes, Joe pays. If she takes a class, Joe pays. Um, And that's how we decide to handle the finances, to be honest. And it's worked out for us. And it's going to be a different flavor for everyone. But then again, I'm not very, my sights of having excess money or things aren't in my, my, priorities right now like when as Viv gets older and older and needs me less and less I'll have more time to do that but right now is not that time for me personally she's only six next year I'm gonna homeschool so she's gonna we talked about Joe and I talked about that too where I was like hey dude that's gonna take a lot more time of mine so I'll have less time to do my side gigs to make money are you willing to pay me a little bit every month for Viv's schooling and he was like, yeah, of course. It's just, that's just how we function. You know, I don't know how to explain it. <laughs> I think you're pretty lucky. Yeah, um, I, I think that's awesome. I, I really am. Lucky. I'm really lucky. I do like, and Joe is top notch. But like I said to me and not to be egoic, but to take self-responsibility here as the mother. And I always chose to put Vivian like as priority when it comes to Joe. Now for myself, I have to prioritize myself. You put your oxygen t- thing on first, you know, but when it comes to parenting with Joe, Vivian is always the priority, always the first, like it, I have to put myself aside. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and like I said, that's, I'm lucky to have Joe, but Joe would not be, we wouldn't be where we are right now if I hadn't made up my mind there and then never budged never right. budged yeah I think um so at sorry, first Jill. it was no I was gonna I was just gonna say at first it, it it was more difficult but I knew also I used to mantra and literally imagine where we are right now before like the day I left Joe 
I was like, one day we are best friends. We love each other. So one day we will be best friends that peacefully exist and raise Vivian to be like, I would say these things and see them in my head. And so three years later to be in that space, I'm just like, Oh, it like brings me to tears. I'm kind of emotional about it because it has always been Vivian, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) we have a so much better, beautiful relationship apart where we are right now, three years later than when we were together. Like it, it, I can't explain to people enough. Like sometimes choosing not to share a space with someone because you guys were like, you know, like not being not, we were, um, what is the word when we like let each other not grow enabling. You were we trauma were, bonded. Yes, yeah. We were each other. And when we had a child, we, I was able to clearly see like, oh shit, I like without his participation, I grow in this relationship. So unless he participates, I have to go by myself to grow. And to me, that's where it came from. And, um, and it was just rough at the end. Like I felt myself building resentments. I felt myself like hating him. And I was like, I can't, I cannot let Vivian see this. Like she cannot think that this is what marriage is. Mm -hmm. And so, and we were never married. I didn't want her to see that that's what partnership and not to say partnerships aren't hard and you fight, but I know myself well enough that I was building resentment to Joe that I was like, I don't know if I'll ever be able to unpack this if it keeps going like this. Right. And so, and I mean, after Vivian, I was asking Joe to be a completely different person because I changed into a completely different person after Vivian. And to me, I was like, that was needed, but it's not fair for me to look at Joe and be like, okay, I'm this whole complete, like all my priorities shifted. I'm a completely different person. Now you need to change for me. And that wasn't fair. It was being kind to him. You know, like I was, it takes two. It does. And it, and self-responsibility and looking at yourself in the mirror. Um, and there, are, there is no right or wrong way. A hundred. And there's and benefits not, to, not. you can learn through anything. Like you can learn through anything. And it's always evolving. That's another thing too, is like, as soon as you think that you get this perfect like structure, life's going to shift and then you're going to have to fluctuate with this person. And that's Mm -hmm. why, like, it, oh, it's, I'm so grateful for it. Like, I don't, I almost don't want to take credit for it because it was so divinely laid out for me and put together in my mind for me that I genuinely believe that in these moments of where, because I was in a sense praying, like I was hitting my knees and crying and being like, I don't know what to do, but I feel like a prisoner and I'm angry. Like, I just didn't know what to do. And then this beautiful daydream came upon me and I was like, this is what I'm going to do. And three years later, I'm doing it. And, And with Joe being in the best place he's ever been and Vivian being thriving, Joe has a girlfriend right now that he's quite serious with and he's so happy and she treats him so well and loves him for who he is. And I couldn't be happier for him. (laughs) I'm like, thank God. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's 
like unconditional love too. Like when you can be happy for that other person that they have found that person, yes. you know what I mean? Um, time that we're, we are soulmates, but the idea of soulmates is different. Like that doesn't mean that we were meant to be together in the same house forever. We created Vivian. That mm-hmm. was what our soul purpose was. So we were soulmates, did it, and now we're still doing it. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> um, let's see. I was going to ask you something, but now I forgot what it was. <laughs> May I ask you a question? Yes. Um, do you, where, since you have, you got, you were married, right? So you got a straight up divorce. See. And after like, how different are your interactions with him? I'm I'm not dropping his name because I don't know if you want to or not, (laughs) but how different are from when you first got divorced to now today when it comes to interacting and co-parenting with your significant or, um, Okay, this is a great question. <laughs> and to be honest with you, I've been I feel like I'm still processing a lot of this um because quite frankly, like after my divorce, I didn't really know how to grieve. Um yeah. and so I turned to like substances and I kind of went like I like hit rock bottom for a while. And I feel like I honestly am just <laughs> coming out of that um and like a lot of like the the grieving and the processing is coming up for me (laughs) has been so I've kind of been going through it um so I'll do my best to answer your question but our interactions have changed because well we we were very emotional in the beginning it was like the just the justice system and the court system Um, I think we both have this control and like authority energy within us that is like, we rebel against it because we're so strong in our own. Um, And so it caused like this power and and control clash, not only between us, but it was like someone else was dictating what was right for our family. Um, And it wasn't like, it just didn't, it was like working through all of the bullshit and heartache and emotions definitely flew. And like, we didn't, we were just kids, honestly. Like we didn't know how to process our emotions in a healthy way. And in the ways that we needed, we're very, what? How long ago was this? I'm sorry to interrupt. No, you're good. Um, let's see, four years ago. And how old were you guys, just for, for reference? Um, I was 23. Okay. And he was, let's see, 27. Okay. Okay. Um. So, yeah, it was just kind of, like, getting the boundaries drawn of, like, okay, like, like you can't just show up anymore and come walking in because you want to know who's here. And, and you guys have 
you're living in the house that you guys live together in. Yes. Yeah. Which is another thing where it's like energy, like yes. the, the energy, you know, so that's something that I'm working through as well. Cause I'm, anyways, that's a different topic, but well, when I um, brought it up. It makes sense that there was, I would assume that he would feel some kind of like, I can come and whenever I want, because he used oh, to live sure. there. You know, sure. like, uh, used to, sir. <laughs> yeah. That's it, 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 it was just hard. I, it was hard for both of us. Um, there were events leading up to it, like, you know, deaths of like loved ones. Um, and our whole relationship just, we we just moved really fast and we didn't really sit with like, you know, we didn't sit through anything consciously is kind of how it felt. But to this day, I feel like we have this unconditional love that our relationship is rooted in. So we definitely don't um, see eye to eye on everything, but we're able to like have this more telepathic relationship. Um, and we both kind of fill in where the other one lacks and is still moving through stuff with Nixon. I feel like pretty nicely. Um, and like I said, like he shows up so awesome for Nixon. And that's another thing is like, there's no issue of like where there's no push of like, can you please take him or, you know, and now that I'm pregnant, he's been showing up a lot more um, just to help me out. And it's just more of this, like, no matter what happens, like the other night we were talking about this and like when he finds that person for him, we all want to be friends. Yes, I love that. Joe asked me while we were shopping for clothes, if I'd be interested in like a lunch or like meeting Ashley, his girlfriend. And I was like, oh my God, I'd love to. And Vivian had asked like, can we go over to Ashley's like you and me? And I was like, well, I don't mind, but I have to wait until your dad invites me because that's your dad's friendship, not mine. And so when he brought that up shopping for clothes, I was like, oh my God, yes, I'd love that. Because I like, like you said, whoever your partner does to, or your ex-partner or your child, whoever you're co-parenting with, whoever they end up with is going to be a huge part of your child's life. And if you let any type of your emotions towards that man get involved instead of co-parenting with them, so just the child, same thing. Like take your personal differences aside and co-parent together. It's really important. Yeah. And like if Nixon ever comes home and he's like, oh, so-and-so so awesome. Like she made me Mickey Mouse pancakes. I am going to be thrilled. I would much oh, rather have someone do that than have someone complain that Nixon's over there and they don't get alone time or whatever. Okay. You know what I mean? I'm like, thank God they are because I don't feel like making pancakes today. <laughs> That's literally how I look at it. <laughs> oh, thank you, Joe. You, you you picked a good one. <laughs> well, it's like, thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you for helping. Thank you. Gratitude. It takes a yeah. 
that's gratitude between Joe and I too. We have so our that's the thing is like I love that you brought that up because that's where it's based. Because we really the mentality of if one of us died and we were the only one raising Vivian, like we both honestly conceptually understood how difficult that would be and how you wouldn't have you'd have to look out you'd have to pay people you know and so we're grateful that we have each other to like we we're grateful that we created a child together and have two people to raise her and again that's where it really that's what helps me to let go of when Vivian's with Joe Cause I'm right there with you. Trust me. There's tons of stuff that I'm like, in fact, the other day he, she's got allergies like me. So we kind of try to cut back on dairy for the mucus purpose. And she shows up and she's drinking a freaking milkshake. And I was like a milkshake in an allergy season. And he looks at me like, you know, and he says, she also had cookies and milk for breakfast. And I says, Oh, oh like, well, I'm sure I said, I'm like, oh, sounds like a mucus cocktail. And we just both kind of laughed because, of course, I'm going to I'm going to be like, hey, dude, like, you know that she shouldn't be having dairy. But they have their (laughs) and but they have their own. So then I get home and I'm like, Viv, you ate a bunch of dairy, which is I know you love it. But now we have to take a shot of fire cider and some oregano oil to, like, counteract how much freaking mucus you're going to (laughs) have. No, for sure. For sure. I feel you so much on that. And I, it's like, you have to have humor about it because they are, they're going to do their own thing and you're not in control of them. But like, for me, it's like Nixon for breakfast eats donuts and is used to like chocolate for breakfast. And over at my house, I have to get creative and be like, Hey, like here's this chocolate smoothie (laughs) we can make together that has like all this other healthy stuff in it, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Cause you do, it's like the balance and the counteracting because yeah, if, if stuff is off, um, I feel like, yep, we know. You know, so we gotta balance it out. True. And to get real, like I like I just shared with you, like I try to cut back down on dairy during allergy season because I just know the correlation, right? But am I never gonna eat dairy? Hell no. I just had yogurt and fruit yesterday too. You know what I'm saying? So I'm not ever judging. That's the thing is I never let myself slip into think that I could do a better job than Joe because Joe's doing his job and his job is perfect because it's Joe's job. I don't oh, want yeah. Joe to do his job like me because Vivian already gets that. And full disclosure, Joe is hands down the favorite parent. Like <laughs> he's the fun one. He buys her stuff. He like, and I, like I said, I'm grateful for that. I'm like, good. Thank God. I don't have to take her to the dollar store. I hate the dollar store. I don't spend money there. Like, <laughs> so I almost like when Vivian and I walk past like the quarter machines, I'm like, do I look like your father? And she goes, no. And we walk out of the store because she just knows like, I'm not about that, but her dad is. So go enjoy that with your dad. But I like, she just knows we're different people. Yeah. And that's, that's perfect. And she says, like, I know you keep me healthy. So she acknowledges it, too, honestly. And like I said, like, I feel like it's important for a child to learn that balance. Because if they're, if, 
if Vivian was only getting my dietary restrictions, what's mine are very restrictive because I was a food addict. So realistically, if I only had Vivian in that environment and then she stepped out into adulthood, she would suffer so hard. She'd like fall flat on her face and probably get so sick, you know, like, (laughs) and, but she doesn't have to because she now has her dad's influence and she knows how she feels. She knows that when she eats like that, how her body feels and as opposed to when we eat things and how her like I want her to learn that yeah it, yeah it there's puts, definitely it puts it back on V too and I mean she's six years old but like when she comes home from her dad's house and her hair hasn't been brushed for three days and it's still in the same pony and I can see lint in it I'll look at her and I'll say dude that's gonna hurt to brush out and she's like oh and I was like listen this is your hair so even if you have to remind your dad, like, hey, let's brush our hair, you're the one that it sucks for, dude. Like, brush your hair. Because <laughs> she doesn't like to brush her hair. I have to fight her on it. So she loves that her dad doesn't. Yeah. No, there's definitely, there's the differences for sure between. <laughs> I get that for sure. I um, you started talking about your boundaries with Chase. And at first with the house, I wanted to go back on that because I felt like I interrupted you, but you were, you were saying that you had to learn your own boundaries at the beginning too. Can you tell me how those started to grow and how they came about, how they were communicated? You know, I feel like, uh, the just like once it was like in paper, like you can't come in here or like, you're going to get in trouble that was kind of like the switch up and maybe it was similar to like you having to be like, I'm recording you like just certain things like that, where it was like, Hey, like we didn't really have boundaries before that. And so it got to a point where it was like, Hey dude, like don't fuck with me and vice versa. Um, Mm -hmm. because I definitely would like, I would have my emotional roller coasters too. Right. Right. Um, so yeah, just learning, I think um we get along socially great it's like the emotional boundaries that we've had to like yeah come up with and to be honest with you it's a lot of like the inner child it's a huge like inner child stuff that you know we just weren't aware of emotionally and I feel like we've outgrown the needs that we thought we that we originally previously needed we've outgrown those we don't need them anymore um and we need different things to fulfill us there and I feel like um just you know going through moving through things and you have a child together so it's like you can't you're gonna have to you can't run away you can't escape um you can try for a little bit, but eventually you're going to have to face like uncomfortable stuff that is uncomfortable. And so I feel like we both have just learned how to move through that a lot, a lot better. uh, That really reminds me. It reminds me of, uh, there's like uh, Joe. I'm not a very like, especially when I was Joe, I was not very tender, nor did I like cry often or show that softer side of myself. And when I do, Joe just melts. Like he just becomes putty. And yeah. 
um, I had associated that with emotional manipulation. And so that's why I used to really restrict myself showing emotions like that is because I didn't want someone to say yes, because I cried. I wanted them to say yes, because they wanted to say yes. Right. Well, there, obviously I've worked through a lot of that because that's still a good principle, but there's tons of shadows and alter egos that make that like to gloss over things I need to work on. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So still, still this day, if I, if Joe, like we talk whenever we swap Vivian, Vivian sees both of us every day. And, uh, she goes, Joe takes her to school. I pick her up from school. Joe works till like around 11 at night. Vivian's already asleep here. He picks her up. He, then she wakes up at his house. That's how it worked out for us this year with kindergarten. And, um, so we, she sees both of us every day. So we see each other, uh, twice a day, basically. And sometimes it's just like, hi, bye. And sometimes we chit chat like, Hey, how's it going? Cause like I said, Joe and I are friends and it's taken three years to be able to have like conversations about ourselves without having these old emotional attachments attached. But still to this, if he shows up and he can like see on my face, something's wrong. Um, I've had like mom guilt things where I'm really grateful for Joe to be there for me because I'll cry and I'll be like, I'm the worst mom because this happened or whatever. And I do feel like he's still, even without like a romantic relationship, co-parenting, he can be there for me in those moments and like hold me and remind me of what a good mom I am. And I do that for him too, when it comes to those parenting aspects of softness, right? Well, one time I was having a personal issue about like another guy and he showed up to come pick Vivian up and I had my sad eyes, you know, and I just crumbled and he was there for me in that moment. But then for like, uh, like a couple weeks afterward, I noticed that Joe really struggled with like missing what we used to have, getting really sad about that again. And I, and I was able to see in that, like, I need to not lean on him in those type of emotion. Like he shouldn't be there for me. That's not fair of me to ask him to hold me in those spaces anymore because it comes him. So for me, it just really comes back to me, not in an ego, egoic sense, Am I proud that it worked out? Yes. But all the fault, like all the hardships I also take ownership of too. Oh yeah. You have to. And I actually, I would love Michaela, if you would ask if uh, we're interested in having a podcast like this with our partner, our (laughs) co-parent. Yeah. Because I a, I've got one scheduled. I Joe's a little nervous to be like recorded because I've asked him to do podcasts with me on this subject because having both sides is so like Joe, like you said, I'm so lucky or blessed that I'm co-parenting with a man like Joe and Joe has so much wisdom because I always painted out that like, he's like, done all this awesome job because that's what I'm grateful for. But really there's been times where he's had to apologize. Like, I'm sorry that I blew you up, you know, or I'm really sorry that I made this bigger deal. Like his, his ability to take self-accountability 
has been so impressive to me. Like I didn't even know when we were together, he had the ability to do this. He did not practice that when we were together. He just did it. Like neither did I obviously. So, um, I would love to, like I said, have a podcast with both parties because Joe is a wealth of knowledge for the men out there. I can only talk to the women and that's why I'm really like stern on it. Like you need to take your eyes off financial gain from your husband and realize his presence in your kid's life is even more important. So if he can only make this much money, make that work. Yeah. You can make it, you can make things work. Think outside the box so you can be with your kids, but you can make it work. And a lot of that is going without comforts, um, eating kind of like making everything from scratch, really. Like it does ask you to grow in other ways, but don't you kind of want your kids to learn to be able to do that for themselves anyway? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, I will ask him. Cool. Please do. And I will see. We'll see. It will be a fun surprise. If regardless of his answer, I would love to still have Joe on and talk to him. Yay. Because regardless, I want to bring Joe on so you can ask to get his male (laughs) side version. I'm serious because the amount of pride I've taken in and of Joe, of how much he was willing to put himself like I feel like it's almost more natural as a woman because you're chemically changed when you have a child you know there's like a chemical bond between a a female that grew a child and had the child a man I feel like it's much more of they have to put e in for effort and it's more of like they have to want to a little bit more and I was just so impressed. Now I do like to share Joe has a 21 year old son that he had a nasty split with her and was not part of Jacob's life. And so I do give that a lot of like this round. He was like, I saw what happened when I didn't prioritize when I let my own stuff get in the way of prioritizing my kid. And it sucks. Like he still beats himself up today that he wasn't more part of his son's life, you know? So he was, I saw him be like, I'll be damned if that happens again. And he made the choice. And I just hope that he says yes too, because he's got so like, he could wear, raise so many men and like empower them. And, Mm -hmm. you know, yeah. And that's what I'm trying to do for women is like, if we make our, our co-parent anything but an ally, um, it's our child that's suffering mm-hmm. and it's selfish. And I just don't want to be selfish. There is a yeah. difference between self-care and selfish. And to me, that's the definition right there. <laughs> yep. All right. Well, Sam, I love you so much, but I am going to have to cut this one for me. No, you're perfect. I, under just about an hour is perfect. And thank you for being here. I appreciate it. We're going to, I'm sure have many more on this topic because I love it. Okay. And then um, let's plan for next week again. And I will talk to the baby daddy and okay. get back to you. Okay. Please do. Okay. Bye. Love you. Bye. Love you.